Welcome to Bell Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole! This is an embarrassment, a disgrace! What? What's the matter, kid? You got wax in your ears? Don't do it! You got Tammy and Parker! Hello, and welcome to Film Erupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want while dealing with the constant antics of Smash. We can review movies, video games, and who knows what else. Shows can be spooky to oddly informative to downright stupid. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Everybody, we need to, we need to take a step back. I want to talk to you guys about something... That's very serious. Okay. It's going to be a a very special, serious sit-down episode with Phil Allen. Very special episode of Phil Interrupted. Where do I even begin on this topic? Today we're going to be talking about, well, something that's hard for me to talk about. Because it's been so much fun. We're going to talk about video games. Video games, yes. We're going to talk about some of my favorite video games. And what I want to do is I want to go through each system that I've had, right? So each console and go through and pick out some of my favorite games. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. That's just what I do. I forget. But I'm going to hit on some of the major ones that I do remember. And we're going to, I'm just going to talk a little bit about them and have a little fun reminiscing. And hopefully this is something that, you know, some of these games are like, oh, my God, I love that game, too. And we could have a little fun uh, doing a little trip down memory lane here together. So I wanted to start right off the bat and go into the Atari 2600, okay? Now, I was born in 1981, all right? Secrets revealed. And so I was sort of, I guess, right at that that early age of when video games were starting to take off. The computer games were starting to become a thing, and Nintendo did, you know, um, mid-'80s. So I had a pretty early exposure with the Atari 2600. Uh, my, my brother had it. And so from a very young age, there's a video of me, a uh, VHS copy video uh, of me playing, I think I'm playing ice hockey, the original ice hockey on Atari. There's only like two players and uh, on each team. And, like, the puck goes across the stick. It's like, left to right. And wherever you press the the one button on your joystick is where the puck got shot from. And it was a very fun game. So simplistic. Uh, And I used to play that. And anyway, so there's a video of me when I'm, like, three years old. And I'm playing my dad. Right? I'm three years old. I'm playing my dad. And I'm beating his ass. I am whooping him something fierce. Uh, He is throwing in the white towel. And he cannot believe that he is getting crushed by a three-year-old. And that is because I was the first of the digital age kids growing up playing video games from three years old or however young I started. Oh, excuse me. Jesus. So unprofessional. I just had to burp there. So yeah, the first game we're going to talk about is ice hockey. All right. We already talked about it. So let's move on. The next one, Frogs versus Flies. I don't know if this was a very big game, but I had a lot of fun with this one. You're essentially a frog. Okay. There's two frogs. This is a versus game. One versus one. And you jump. And there's these lily pads. And there's these little flies that buzz around. And they they fly all over the place. They make no sense where they're going to fly. And you got to jump up. And you got to try and grab one with your tongue. You know, as you jump, you got to and grab one. 
it was a lot of fun and you competed for uh, a score to get the highest score. All these Atari games loved having high scores. So you reached for that high score to beat your opponent. This game was a lot of fun to play against each other, obviously. There was times I would sit there and play by myself. I liked it so much. But when I was older, when I was in high school, me and my friends hooked up the old Atari system and we put in frogs versus flies and we started playing each other and it became epic battles, death matches of playing frogs versus flies. Who would have thought such a simple game would have evoked such emotion out of us, but we were ridiculously into it. So not only was it fun when I was a kid, but it came back to uh, to wreak havoc on my life as a teenager for a while. Enduro. Enduro is that racing game, right? Where it changes from like nighttime to daytime, and it gets uh, like stormy, and it gets really foggy in one part, and you can barely see in front of you, you can see the 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 back of the lights of people's cars, the taillights, and you're like, whoa, whoa, and you got to dodge them. And man, I played that game for hours and hours and hours. I can't remember if Enduro has an ending, like you actually get to a finish line or not. I don't remember. Hmm. Someone will have to look that up for me. But I used to love the Enduro. Another one's the original Tennis. Uh, it was very similar in concept to maybe the Wii where you kind of just have to get your character near it, and they'll swing. Uh, or maybe, no, you, you'd have to swing with the Wii. I don't know what I'm talking about, obviously. Uh, but in this one, you just got near it, and uh, you, where you were with the ball and the projection, the trajectory, if I may use that word. It was a fun game, and I had a lot of fun playing the tennis. Barnstorming, the game where you got to take the airplane, uh, the old like Red Baron-type airplane, and go into barns to get points. It's such a stupid concept, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, of course, you got to mention asteroids because I mean that's a classic. The original football, which was such a simplistic football game, but it was super fun, and the, the graphics never really changed for your players. Like they always looked exactly the same. Like these little stick figures running around, but that was a blast. Uh, combat. Now, I believe Combat was the original game for Atari. It's the one with the tanks and also little, like, airplane helicopter thingies. I think that was, like, the quintessential game that Atari came with. That game was definitely... I know why they picked that as, like, their the centerpiece game to come with the system because really easy to pick up. Anybody can shoot each other or drive around a little tank and shoot at somebody else and have the... Shots, you know, bounce off the barricades or off the walls and deflect and hit each other. Very simple game. Very easy to play. Whew, here's one that was awful. E.T. That was not a good game. It was difficult. Didn't make sense. You're always falling into pits. I don't know why you're falling into pits. You can't get out of the pits. It was the pits playing the game, basically. E.T. is often uh, known for being the killer of video games. For a while, that's not the proper terminology, but they said it killed the video game industry for a while, and that were like thousands of copies were buried in Arizona or something. I forget how much of that is actually true. I think the Angry Video Game Nerd movie touches upon that, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, big fan, though, of James uh, Rolf, I think it is. He's done a lot of funny videos. Check him out if you haven't. But let's get to more... Uh, my video game system. Video game system that I became utterly obsessed with. And that is the original 8-bit Nintendo. 
Now, way back when, when I first started Phil Interrupted, I did do a music of Nintendo episode. Nintendo? I don't always say it like that. Music of Nintendo episode. And I may have touched on a few of these games here uh, during Nintendo that were my favorites because they're my favorite music as well. But Punch-Out, as you can hear the music, Punch-Out is a fantastic game. It's probably the most difficult video game I've ever played. I cannot beat Mr. Perfect to save my life or Mike Tyson, whichever version you're playing. I can't do it. I can't do it. I've literally tried hundreds if not thousands of times when I was younger and when I was older like around 30, me and my buddy got back into Punch-Out! And we just used the cheat code just to go right to the champion. And, oh my god, it was, it was infuriating. Couldn't do it. So yeah, but it's still a classic game. All those awesome characters. You got Bald Bull, who always reminds me of Charles Barkley. Uh, there's the Macho Man, the Sandman, oh, a King Hippo. He's so easy to beat. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of Really great guys that you fight in that game. And uh, Little Mac, man. He's he's a pimp. Yeah, Mega Man 2. It's got the great music. It was one of the first really awesome storyline games that I can remember. And uh, it, it was just a blast getting all the different weapons because it wasn't exact same thing every level. I mean, yeah, it was the same concept, side-scroller. But like I said, you got the different weapons, and there were different robots you had to kill to get their weapons, and certain ones only worked well against certain enemies. Like, remember, I think there's the metal blade that you get from Metal Man. That just, like, carved through some of the other robots, just tore them to pieces. But then you get to one robot, and you go to use the metal blade, and it would just, like, be like, ding, ding, and just fly right off him and do nothing. So you'd have to use one of the other weapons. Kind of a cool idea for an early video game. Here's one that I had loads of fun playing as a kid and as an adult is Jackal. This is, a, again, a really simple game. You, you take a guy in a jeep, military jeep, you're fighting against some unknown enemy, and you're out there, and you're just throwing grenades and shooting like a madman. You're running over soldiers. It's awesome. It's super, super fun game to play, two-player. I beat it quite a few times, but it's always tough. It's a tough game to beat. Not easy. Uh, Jackal, fantastic music as well. Uh, the next one on my list is Super Tecmo Bowl. Man, I loved sports games as a kid, so I could have listed like 100,000 sports games that I played, but I tried to keep the sports ones to a minimum here, but Super Tecmo Bowl. Oh my god, and the original Tecmo Bowl. I loved these games. I would spend hours and hours and hours playing seasons, my imaginary seasons against imaginary people and computers. Ugh. It's like, it's funny to think back, but it was so much fun. It had those awesome cutscenes that Super Tecmo Bowl was famous for. Oh man. Now we're going to go to Life Force. Again, I did, I think I talked about this one in the old Nintendo episode I did many, many years ago, but Life Force is a kick-ass game. You're traveling through what seems to be like a body of, uh, I don't know, somebody, some evil creature or something, because there's like teeth, and there's organs, and there's all sorts of hints that you're traveling through a body, maybe like a microscopic level to some degree, but then you fight like a, like a pharaoh's head, and it's just like, what the hell's going on here? 
So either way, it is a super fun little spaceship shoot 'em up game. And the, again, I, this is not a show about the music, but I've tried to bed each game with the music from the game because it really helps you get the feel of the game is, is hearing the music again. So I'm going to bet a lot of these uh, games with the music. The music was awesome in Life Force. That was another major part of it. And it wasn't a long game, as most Nintendo games weren't. You could get through Life Force pretty quick. And uh, it was also, you got to use the, the Konami code on that one. Was it up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start? Yeah, whatever. Still remember it. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was a pretty revolutionary game. I remember going to the arcades and playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. And I remember doing it at skate parties. Go to the old skating rink with school, and it was roller skates. There was no rollerblades. Maybe the rollerblades were just coming in. I don't think so. I think it was mostly roller skates. There were some rollerblades. People were blading. They were blading a little bit. And there was an arcade there, and everybody would play the arcade. Nobody would be skating. They'd have to turn off the arcade so that people would actually go skate. And the big game at the time was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then when it came out, the arcade game on the Nintendo, it was like, oh, it was so much better than the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on Nintendo, because that one kind of sucked. It was really hard. And this one was so much more like the arcade. The graphics weren't as good, granted, obviously, but it had similar type attack moves and game style. Super fun two-player game. I beat that game, too, but that was a really hard game to beat. It took a lot of practice to beat that one. RC Pro AM. This was where you were racing with those little, like, miniature remote control cars. It's basically a racing game. They just adapted it to be remote control. But you'd hit those oil slicks and you'd be like, whew, 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 do, do like crazy 180, 360 spin outs. That game was just so much fun. And you get those crazy turbo boosts and hit the arrows and be able to come back and beat people last second. Super, super fun game definitely one of my favorite racing games now what about rampage okay rampage you're like a king kong character and lizzie when i was a kid i never realized that lizzie was short for lizard and they were like it was like a play on words i never got it it was dumb but this game you would just beat the crap out of skyscrapers smash those things to the ground but in the meantime you could like eat people and and you could bash the place apart and smash all the windows. Every once in a while there would be like a toilet or something that you would accidentally reach in and grab and you'd eat the toilet and then your your character would be like and like make this grossed out face. I think you'd lose points. That's another one of those games that I don't know if there is actually an ending. Like I feel like it just went I remember playing that game as long as I possibly could. It was probably like four hours, something absurd. And I never got to an end, just kept going, getting harder and harder. I was like, does this game have an ending? I like for games to have an ending. That's been one of my things I've always held true to, you know? Very few things have I held true to. A video game better have an ending. Not to say it, it can't and still be a good game, but I'd like it to have an ending. Somebody please tell me if Rampage has an ending. The original Godzilla for Nintendo? Unbelievable music. At the time, the graphics, for whatever reason, were 8 billion times better on this Godzilla game than they were on a lot of the other Nintendo games. And I was a huge Godzilla fan growing up. 
So I knew most of the characters that were in the game. There were a few oddball ones I didn't know, but I knew most of them from watching the movies. Also a very difficult game. You gotta put in a lot of hours and a lot of time to beat that game. And even then, it was not easy by the time you got to the end. You had to have some luck. You had to play your cards just right to beat uh, Ghidra, Ghidorah, however you say the three-headed monster, Mechagodzilla. Oh man, there were so many great ones in there. Now here's another one I think I mentioned a long time ago was the Paperboy game. Paperboy. Very simple concept where you're a paperboy, you gotta make it through a week without losing every subscription to your newspaper on the street. You go down and you toss the paper into people's mailboxes or near it. Not the red houses, the, the ones that are white or blue, I think. But those red ones, you better not throw near them. They don't want your paper. And there are obstacles left and right. There's skateboarders, there's tornadoes, the Grim Reaper, uh, there's a car, there's remote control cars, there's people laying on their back doing, like, a bicycle, like, their legs up in the air, riding a bike in the air on their back. There's the woman who runs out at you and tries to hit you. There's the dog. I mean, you've got obstacles galore. you got those crazy biker people who are on the streets who are flying by on, like, three-wheeled, like, motor car things. That obstacle course, and you get to the end of the obstacle course, and everyone's cheering. There's, like, three people in the stands, and it always looks like the one guy is decapitated. It looks like he doesn't have a head. I think, though, they just use the same color for his head as the same color as, like, the bench. Like, the stands, so his head just melts into the stands. We're like, that guy's headless! You know what I'm talking about. Skate or Die 2. Listen to how annoying this is. Skate or Die! Die, 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 die! What a, what an epic soundtrack there. So this game, I think there was two different types. One was like a playthrough, side-scroller kind of game. I think? Like a mall? Or something? You to pick up items? Man, it's been a long time since I played this. There's some guy with a crazy, like, green mohawk or something. If my memory serves me correct, I'm trying to remember this stuff right now, on the fly. Oh, man. And I think the other part of the game is, like, the half-pipe. And the half-pipe was what I played the most. You could do some sick-ass, gnarly tricks, brah. And get some really good high scores. That was fun. I, I pretty much exclusively played the, the half-pipe version. Or half of that game. Man. What a ridiculous song. Now, I have to mention this one because... I, you know, Super Mario Bros. 3. I have to mention this one. I don't recall this as being one of my favorite games. But, but I, there definitely was a period where I played all the Super Mario Bros. games. Each one of them had, had a run. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Bros. Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, and 3. And of course, uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 was the best one. Uh, they really, everything came together with that one. Graphics, music, I mean, the second one is kind of like a psychedelic trip. It's a, a weird sort of game. But the third one, collectively, everything came together. I think that's the most famous of the three, is kind of my guess. And it definitely was my favorite at the time for a while. So I had to include it in this list. You can tell I'm a little reluctant. 
But I know for sure there was a time period where I played this game a lot, so I'm gonna include Super Mario Bros. 3. Honorable mentions uh, is definitely Dizzy. Dizzy was a super sweet game that was, I don't think it was officially licensed by Nintendo. Had a sweet gold cartridge. That was pretty badass. As this game is about this this little egg creature, like a little egg head, like a Humpty Dumpty kind of thing. And you had to travel all around this super large world. Incredibly hard game. And I think the point was you're trying to save some like girl egg head or something like that. Never could come close to beating this game, even though I tried extensively with my friend Jamie. Wonderful game, though. Amazing soundtrack. Excite Bike. Excite Bike. I mean, I think everybody who played Nintendo knows Excite Bike. Simple game. You got your motorcycle, and you're trying to go as fast as you can. And most importantly, you can cut off people by hitting their front wheel, and they just go flying and over their handlebars. They are tumbling like six times before they then slide off to the top of the screen and go flying away from their bike, and they have to press their button rapidly to get back onto the bike and get back into the race. That was always a lot of fun, a lot of great jumps. My favorite feature of that game was that you could build your own races, or your own, um, build your own races, build your own tracks, and your own uh, like series of jumps and stuff that you wanted, so you could get like crazy speed and huge jumps going. And I always really liked dirt bikes, so that was a good game. Super Spike V-Ball. I don't even need to explain why this game is awesome. It was so intense. Really good music. Really good gameplay. This game was equally good playing against people as it was playing against the computer. I feel like Super Spike V-Ball slipped through the cracks a lot. That not a lot of people are aware are aware of it. Excuse me. Jeez. And a lot of people aren't aware of it, but they should be, because I think that game still, like, holds up. Where a lot of other Nintendo games at this point, obviously they suck now. You know, they just stink. Super Spike V-Ball, albeit the graphics are old-school Nintendo, it is still a fun competitive game. You guys remember Double Dragon? I think some movies got made about it, too. Double Dragon was a fun game, too. I think that also was an arcade game, if I remember correctly from... Yes, yes, I believe it was... And then it came to uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Double Dragon definitely was fun. It had those guys that you fought that reminded me a lot of Bald Bull from Punch-Out. The big guys with the bald heads. They were fun. It was a tough game. I really remember that being really hard. I'm pretty sure I beat it. I could be lying. It's possible I'm lying. So what? Who cares? Whatever. Double Dragon is, is a classic game. There's no doubt about it. And also, Rad Racer. I almost forgot Rad Racer. I wasn't... I don't know why I have a lot of racing games here. I don't think I was, like, a huge racing enthusiast, but I guess they were fun. Rad Racer was one of my favorite racing games. It was, like, a step up. It was the same concept as Enduro, but it was just a lot better. A lot faster. Same concept. Got nighttime, daytime, different tracks. And you just gotta make it to those uh, checkpoints to stay alive. It was a difficult game. That was not an easy game. I don't know who told you it was easy, because it isn't. It's a hard game, but it's a it's an oldie but goodie. Now let's move on to the Super Nintendo, also known as the Super Mario Kart Entertainment Center, because or system, <laughs> the Super Mario Kart Entertainment System, because of Mario Kart. Mario, the original Mario Kart, is without a doubt one of my all-time favorite games. 
And I can definitely say that I've had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows playing Mario Kart. And you wouldn't think that because it's like a bubbly game with all the different Mario characters with really fun music, really upbeat, good time music. No, no, no. I would play Battle Mode against my friends, and it was as if I was a gladiator. And I was going out, and I had to win to survive, feed my family, and if I lost, I was going to the gallows. I took this shit seriously. Like, dead seriously, and so did my other friends. We would smash controllers when we'd lose, we'd scream, we'd punch ourselves. Uh, there were definitely assaults to our own genitals, self-mutilation. You name it, we did it. There was uh, animal abuse sometimes occurred, where we'd throw stuff at my dog. That definitely occurred. Controllers shattered to pieces. Uh, thrown, smashed, bit, dunked in water, you name it. Mario Kart. So, I can't even find the words to tell you how many hours I put into playing this game. The time trials, me and my buddy would have sneak attacks where we'd get our best time trials and, and then the other person would practice really hard without letting the other person know and shatter all their records and uh, I could go on and on about my Mario Kart memories, trust me. We're gonna move on to NHL 94, one of my favorite hockey games of all time. I was so into NHL 94 that I it didn't have a season mode, which is insane. It didn't have a season mode. So I would actually write down, I would, I would randomly scroll through the teams without looking. And I would land on one, I'd be like, okay, that's the home team. I'd go to the away team, I'd scroll through it randomly. And whatever I landed on would be the two teams that I would have to be, the home away team. And I forget, I think I flipped a coin to see if I was the home team or the away team. And that would be the team that I would have to play with. I'd play the game, I'd write down the score, and then there was an option during the game in the settings that said other scores. Or sometimes it would flash during intermission, other games that were going on in scores. And there was absolutely no, no relevancy to this at all when you're playing the game. But I would write down those other scores. And I would write down how many games played, and I had this giant notebook. And I made a full-length season of, like, 82 games or whatever it was for each team had to be played. And then I would put their records, like, in order, the standings. And then I would have a playoffs and the matchups, the best out of seven matchups between these teams. I legit made NHL seasons by notebook and writing it down and playing. I was so into it. Me and my best friend Adam also used to play NHL 94 over the phone. Okay. There's no modems. We weren't actually playing each other, but we would each play the computer, and then whenever we scored in the game would be our score against each other. So if I'm playing him and I score a goal, I'm like, oh, dude, I got a goal. He's like, oh, I haven't yet. So I'd be up 1-0. Then he'd score, and he'd be like, oh, it's 1-1. We'd play each other this way, so we'd just be trying to beat the crap out of the uh, the computer, and that way we'd get more points to beat our friend, and we'd just we'd be on the phone the whole time playing each other. We wouldn't even say anything to each other for like five minutes at a time, just playing the game. It's uh, this is early times. I know some people, some of you kiddos out there listening, going, "Are you kidding me?" But this pre-internet kind of stuff. Madden 1995. Madden 95. I played this football game religiously as well. And a lot of my friends did too. This is, I, this is without a doubt the football game that I've been into the most in my entire life. 
freaking mastered this game. Never, you know, I don't think I've ever gotten into another Madden since. Madden 95, I think. <laughs> or, you know, I did have a Madden, I think, 05 that I got into a little bit. But pretty much Madden 95 was the football game for me. Street Fighter 2, <laughs> I don't really need to say anymore. I was never the biggest guy into the arcade-style fight matches, you know, like the Mortal Kombat's, the Street Fighters. Uh, Mortal Kombat is also on my list, so I'll just include that now. Burner Show. And I, they were fun. Don't get me wrong, they were a lot of fun. But it generally wasn't my go-to, like it says, more the sports guy or one of the other games, like a side-scroller or something, a fighting, not a fighting, but a shooting game. But Street Fighter 2 is classic. Uh, Guile has like the best music of all time. You can put the Guile theme with anything and it works. Listen to this. It's so good. It's written so well. I think you may have missed this one. Uni Racers. You familiar with the Uni Racers? Now, even in my timeline of playing video games, this game didn't last very long. It was a short period that me and my buddies, I'd say, in high school got into this game. But similar to Mario Kart, though, there were some really intense head-to-head -head versus battles while playing some Uni Racers. It, one memory that sticks out distinctly is one of our best friends at the time, and uh, he, he has passed. God bless his heart. Rest in peace, my buddy. He... <laughs> I think it was his game, too. He came over to my house, and we're all down my basement playing. And I went upstairs to get uh, glasses of water for everybody, right? I was like, oh, I'll go get water. Coming back down, and he comes bursting out of the basement door. And I was like, oh, hey. I was like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going home. But he didn't even say it. He's like, I'm going home. And he, like, cruised past me right out the door and drove home. I was like, okay. I went downstairs. I'm like, what happened? They're like, oh, he lost a really close game. <laughs> it's like, we took it so seriously. I think this was the first video game system that The Sims came out on. I've never been a big Sims guy, but when it first came out, I did get pretty into it. And then I realized... Why am I cleaning toilets in a video game? I don't like doing chores or cleaning toilets in real life. Why the hell am I doing it in a video game? All the flies and bugs start flying around your toilet. Oh man, your sink gets dirty. You start whining and complaining because they're not getting enough exercise. I was like, God, this is like raising a kid. I was like, I at the you know, I have kids now and that's fine, but this is a video game. I don't want to I do this in real life now, and even back then, I didn't have that responsibility. Why do I want to play this? I don't know why The Sims is so popular. I really don't. Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. Have you ever played this game? You can beat the living crap out of your opponent, because it's Bill Lambeer, and he was known in the NBA as being a bruiser, throwing elbows. And in this game, you could smash people, and you wore these super futuristic helmets, this futuristic basketball game. I think what makes this game stand out to me is that you use one damn button. One button in a Super Nintendo game. 
All right, Atari had like one button or two buttons, I forget. Very limited. Nintendo had your two buttons, your A, B. This uh, Super Nintendo controller has the right thingy on the top, the right tab button, whatever you call it, the left one, and you've got four buttons there to choose from. Nope. Let's just make this game one button. One button for passing, one button to attack people for defense, one button for passing, shooting, you name it, one button. What kind of a game has one button? Now let's move to the N64. Uh, oh, you know, I did forget one real quick that I do want to mention. I know these are pretty much all Nintendo-based, and then they'll become more like Microsoft-based as I get into Xbox. I did have a Sega Genesis. I believe it was either given to me or I bought it real cheap from a friend. I only had, like, two games for it, and one of them was the original Sonic the Hedgehog. And I have to give props to this game. Sega! Because the original Sonic the Hedgehog was a lot of fun. It had great music. It had fantastic graphics at the time. It was one of the first video games that I remember going like hyperspeed. I remember playing that game and being like, oh, oh. That was my like head exploding as you're spinning around those crazy loops and you're going 900 miles an hour and you can like almost can't even see your character. You're getting all those coins and it's like, all the coins. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog was a really fun game. I have no recollection if I ever beat it or anything beyond like the first level of that game, I've forgotten it all. But I do know I enjoyed the Sega and the Sonic the Hedgehog for a little while, so. Alright, let's get back to Nintendo. N64. One game that made me flip out was Killer Instinct, and this is a fighting game similar to like a Mortal Kombat. Infuriated me. This is also one of the top games at making me angry. There's this game, you could be so close to winning, and then they do a combo breaker, and then this sick-ass combo on you, and beat the shit out of you, and the game's over before you know it, your match. If really, I'm surprised I didn't have a heart attack while playing that game, either against my friends or against the computer, because it was a nail-biting type of game. I don't know, for whatever reason, at that time in my life, that game was, like, the perfect game to, like, let out anger, and then also build up anger. I was this angry person while playing <laughs> while playing Killer Instinct. Hey, you want to play this fun game? And then by the end you're like, I hate life! I hate you! My kind of video game. Excite Bike 64. Excite Bike. This was obviously the sequel to the original Excite Bike, but it was pretty damn different. They did have the original Excite Bike on there as a feature, and you could play the original one on N64. But this one, they basically took it as, like, you're on the motorcycle kind of view. And you're driving around the track. And But it was, I loved motocross. I was so into Supercross for a while. Like, super into it. Like, Jeremy McGrath, if you're into it, you remember him. I forget everybody else. But I was so freaking into it. I used to record it on TV whenever Supercross was on and watch the same races over and over like you did when you were psycho, like when you were a kid. And was super into it, so I liked the uh, the new version of uh, Excitebike. WWF No Mercy. This is, without a doubt, my favorite wrestling game of all time. In this one, you could build characters, and that was the best feature by far. You could design... I mean, I know all of them pretty much do that now. You can design your own, your own wrestlers. But we made the most absurd wrestlers ever. Like, at least to us. We made them about these... Like, 
you may have heard me talk about Apex movies on here or on the old Breaking Bad Check podcast. Apex was a company that made all these bad, like, B, C movies. And me and my friends loved them because they were just hilarious. And so we would make all the characters from the, the bad movies on the video game. And they were so ridiculous. One character is the super wimpy Richard Hillman. There was Courtney Gaines from Killing Grounds. Uh, there was Tone Loke. <laughs> Tom Lowe. Uh, Tone Loke, because he was from... Um, oh my god. I'm going to kill myself if I don't remember the name of this movie. It wasn't high voltage. It was the bad military one. Damn it! I have the VHS somewhere in the back of my basement here. Ah, oh, I'm gonna kill myself for not remembering this. Anyway, this is the point. We're talking about video games. And so we built all these ridiculous wrestlers from the video games. And like five people, or actually probably like two people in the whole world know what I'm talking about. I think that's funny. The rest of you wish I would just move on. We also made a wrestler named Vomit Guzzler. And it was this, like, is the maximum weight, 600 pounds. And it was this blonde girl, and she was wearing a pink bikini, and she was the vomit guzzler. And they had this move where one of the finishing moves is, like, you know how in wrestling, every, every once in a while, they'll bring back the powder that somebody will shoot in somebody's face, or, like, a liquid as, like, kind of a finisher? They don't really do it too much anymore. It's more of, like, a 90s wrestling kind of gimmick. But they had it in the game where you would, like, spit in someone's face and it would be, like, green or something like that. So that was the Vomit Guzzler's finishing move was, like, essentially vomiting in your face. Oh, God, I wish I had the time to still make characters and play like that. Oh, classic memory right there. GoldenEye007. Uh, now, a lot of people really loved this game. I was in college, people were obsessed with playing the four-player version of this game, and I did like it. Don't get me wrong, GoldenEye was pretty fun. I actually liked the gameplay better, like the actual um, storyline in the game, the uh, campaign level, if you will. I uh, liked the campaign better than the uh, death matches or whatever they were called on that. I don't know, I thought it was a little overrated. I really do. I wanted to include it just to try to get some... Some people think I'm an idiot. Just build some controversy, but yeah, Goldeneye 007. I don't know. I thought it was overrated. Sue me. Send me an email at philinterrupted at gmail dot com with all your hate mail about your Goldeneye, your beloved Goldeneye. Let's move on to the Xbox, the original Xbox. First game blew my socks off was Halo. Master Chief, Cortana. Oh, loved that game. Loved the storyline. Loved those games. Such great shoot 'em up games. The death matches were a lot of fun too. But I really like the campaign. I've probably beat the original Halo, like, not even kidding, like 15, 20 times. Like, something absurd that I have no business doing. But keep in mind, it, I'm talking about all these games. It make, maybe sounds like I'm a huge gamer, but obviously. When I was much younger, I had a lot more time to dedicate to video games than I do now. Like, now I'm lucky if I get it in, like, once every, like, one one or two weeks if I get in some time. Like, I'm lucky, like, a few hours. But I used to have, obviously, endless time when you're younger, because pretty much all of us did. And I played a lot of video games, so I played a lot of Halo. And I, I really like the original Halo. I really like Halo Reach, which I believe was... 
fourth or fifth one if you go in chronological order. Forget Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo ODST or OST or ODT, <laughs> DDT. I forget exactly what it was. Then Halo Reach. And then Halo 4, Halo 5? Maybe I'm forgetting something. But either way, I've played all of them except the newest Halo game. I haven't got around to it. I don't know if I ever will. Played a lot of Halo in my life. Halo 1 was my favorite, and, and Reach, like I said. Uh, 2 was good. 3, not so much. And I didn't like 4 very much either. Still fun, but the storyline in Halo gets so goddamn confusing if you've ever played it. It starts out being relatively easy to follow. You got the Covenant, the Flood. Okay, I can handle this. It starts getting all sorts of weird, like, backstabbings, and you gotta do this to do that, and then you do that. It, it gets really convoluted and confusing. I just run around shooting stuff. That's basically all you end up doing it, and the storyline gets out of control. Uh, but either way, Halo is so much fun. Playing those death matches against your friends is, is awesome when I was in college and stuff. You'd be screaming blasting each other with shotguns, someone using the pistol, or someone sniping you off. Good times with the Halo. I, I definitely owe a lot of fun to uh, to the Halo, to Bungie is the one who made Bungie Studios. Owe a lot of, a lot of fun to them. Fusion Frenzy. This was a party game. This game wasn't really much fun to play by yourself, but you get a bunch of people together, four controllers. Whew! It was a hoot and a holler. You're having some beers... And it was a good game to play. They were really simple little games that anybody could pick up and play. And you could master them fairly quickly. Obviously being party games. There was like, I don't know, 80 games or something on there. And there's only two that really stand out as being far and away the best. There was one called Sumo. And you're basically in like a little... Um, your little character is inside of a, a circle. It's kind of like, like a hamster being inside like a hamster ball. And the idea is that you had to bump off other people in sumo balls, or, you know what I'm saying, in the balls, <laughs> in the balls with their balls, you'd hit their balls, you'd do a little nut tap, and it was a circular platform that you were on, and it would get smaller and smaller as time went away, and you had to try and knock each other off the edge. It's such an easy idea for a game, but it was really fun and really easy for anybody to pick up and play. The other one, I think it was called Twisted System. I cannot believe I just pulled that out of my memory banks, because I did not remember that five seconds ago when I was fumbling with Sumo trying to remember what the other one was. Twisted System, you would be... There's four characters, and all you had to do was jump or kneel. And there was a cylinder in the middle and you were on like a little platform ramp and it would go in a counterclockwise direction I'm envisioning it in my head and there would be these poles that were either really low or really high so you either had to jump over the poles as they swung towards you or kneel and go beneath them and the game starts out slow as the cylinder is spinning towards you, and then it keeps getting faster and faster and faster, and the music gets more frantic. And it was the idea is that you try to last as long as you possibly can. Eventually, you're going to get knocked off. It's just, it's going too fast for the human eye. It's like insano speed. 
awesome party game. Oh my god, people would be yelling and laughing and disbelief and really close matches and oh my god. That was a blast. NHL 2006. Another hockey game makes my list. Man, was I obsessed with this game. I played this game religiously all the time. I was always the New Jersey Devils. I'm in my New Jersey Devils studio. Everything I'm looking at right now is New Jersey Devils. Like, literally everything I'm looking at right now in front of me is New Jersey Devils. There's the Jersey Devils jersey hanging on the wall. There's all the different stuffed animals. There's the bobbleheads. There's the mascot. Devils fans welcome. Others not allowed. New Jersey Devils this. A picture of the arena. Devil's Fan Cave Rules is back here. There's a Devil's Clock, Devil's Garbage Can. The walls are painted in New Jersey. Devil's Colors, Devil's Country Banner. I mean, it's it's a bit excessive. And I like the Devils, obviously. I'm really not as obsessed as it may seem that I am with them, but they are my favorite hockey team. And I always wanted a Man Cave, so that was like super sports-oriented. So I went with the Devils. That was pretty awesome. Point of my story is I was always the New Jersey Devils when I was playing NHL 2006, and I won the championship repeatedly. It was like eight-time defending champion. I don't know why I could play a game that I beat the crap out of so much, but I did. Now we're going to move to Xbox 360. Halo Reach is the first one I'm going to say. I mentioned that before, but that was on the 360. Loved Halo Reach. Now we're going to get into something that's real near and dear to my heart, is Mass Effect. Now, I have done a previous episode of Phil Interrupted about the Mass Effect soundtrack, because I love the music from it so much. If you have not heard that episode, go back and check that out. It's it's a lot of fun. It's... Oh my god. It's such a good game. I just got sentimental. I just got thinking about it. I got really, really into it. Commander Shepard. Man. Gotta save the day. Gotta save the galaxy from the... Those Reapers, if you know what I mean. God, so much fun. So emotional. Such an emotion. I've never played a game that has emotionally struck me as much as Mass Effect. Never. Never. Because it's like you're playing a novel, but then you also play a shooter. It's like half shooter, half storylines. And you pick and choose what you want to say to people. I don't even... I'm like at a loss of words, which is bad when you're doing a podcast, but I loved the Mass Effect series. And I loved the third one, well, one, two, three. Some people say the third one sucked, had a bad ending. Screw them. I loved every second of it. I cried a couple times while playing that game. I was very emotionally attached to my characters. Let's move on. Okay. FIFA. I don't even have to name a year because I've played FIFA nonstop since 2006, I believe. Me and my other buddy Adam, who's the other, I mentioned him earlier, um, super into FIFA for a long time. Anybody that knows me, who has personal connections with me, has probably seen me play FIFA at some point or another. You've come over, I'm like, I just gotta finish this game. reason I like FIFA so much, one, is because I'm a huge soccer fan. I absolutely love soccer. But, the games are easy to play. And when you have a busy life, like as I do now with three kids, it's very busy. It's hard to fit in time to even do these podcasts. And you can play a video game once in a while. You don't always have 
two, three, four hours to dedicate to some of the longer games. A FIFA soccer match is like 15, 20 minutes tops, right? It's like pretty quick. So you could get in a bunch of matches in an hour, get in two, three matches. And you can move your season along and buy players and transfer players and keep getting better and get more money. And I love doing all the wheeling and dealing with players and dealing with them when they become angry at you or building up a young player into a star or purchasing really incredible players to boost your lineup and then you start winning and you get in the better league and you get promoted. Oh, my team is Reading FC. If you're wondering which team I always play with, I always play with Reading FC. It's a little club in the United Kingdom. Right now they're in the championship, which is the second level of European or of British soccer. Uh, I know I know some of you don't care at all, but my team is Reading FC, so if you ever see them, they're the Reading Royals, is their name. If you ever see them on TV, go, oh my god, I've heard of them before. That is Phil's team in FIFA. Always has been, always will be Reading FC. Now here's a, probably the scariest game I've ever played. It's called Dead Space. There's three of them, a trilogy. And the first one specifically is awesome, because you don't know what you're going into. Two and three are obviously very similar uh, to the first one. First one, though, it does really... It's like playing a game that has jump scares. It's a shooter game, and you're shooting these disgusting thing, awful-looking creatures called, I think they're necromorphs. They're like dead people that are all like, mutilated, and their arms and legs aren't where they should be, and they're decrepit, monstrous-looking creatures. And you blow them away. You gotta blow off their limbs and stuff before you can actually kill them. So it'd be a little difficult. But what it, this game did is it would have jump scares. So there'd be times where you're running around corridors like you're an alien or something. And you've got your gun cocked and you're left to right moving around, checking your back. You think something's coming. And you'd hear like sounds, like creaking sounds or some sort of like metallic sound. And then all of a sudden like you'd see like you'd come up to like a corner and like a canister would just like roll out in front of you. Sometimes you'd shoot at it thinking it's something. But it's just like, I don't know, some sort of like oxygen tank or something. Or you'd see a shadow, like as you're coming up to like a certain area, like walking around like a pathway, you'd see shadows, you'd go, shit, it's up ahead. And then there'd be nothing there. And then you'd walk a little further, and all of a sudden something would blast out of the wall or the ceiling and be right in your face. This game I used to play in the dark with the with the volume cranked to obscene levels and it was literally like I was playing in a horror movie and it was really fun and it was really scary at the same time after a while you do start to kind of get used to what the the gameplay is and some of the scares but at first whew, really really spooky spooky fun game next one on my list is Halo Wars for the Xbox 360 Halo Wars is a, like an RPG game, and I don't have many of them listed on here. I have some for computer games, which I'll get to in a bit. But uh, Halo Wars was a lot of fun because I love the Halo series, and you could play as the humans or the Covenant. And there were different strategies you could use Excuse me, to uh, kill each other, and you'd have to take over the bases and build new bases and upgrade. Very RPG. Um, kind of geeky fantasy game 
but god, I put in a lot of hours in that. And I beat the same levels over and over, and I just keep playing. It just was a really satisfying game to play. It just was. And I, I miss it. Because I beat it so many times, I don't play it anymore. But I am looking forward to playing Halo Wars 2. The long-awaited sequel is finally out for the Xbox One. I'm going to get around to it. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to become obsessed with it when I do finally get the chance to play. So, I'll have to update you. (laughs) I'll never update you. But I'm sure I'll like it. Left 4 Dead. This is another shoot-em-up zombie game. There's a lot of shooter-up games here. Shoot-em-up games. Is that even a term? Well, it is here today. Shooter-up games. Left 4 Dead. They're zombies. And this was an intense zombie game. Some are slow. Some are fast. All of a sudden, there would be this horde rush where, like... I am not even kidding. Like, 200 zombies come running at you, and you're just ripping off rounds left and right, killing these things. There's bodies piled 30 high in front of you. Left for Dead, it also had the, the witch girl, whatever she's called, the little witch. She was like, and if you got near her, she'd run at you and kill you, like, pretty much instantly. Left for Dead was a scary game. It was fun. It was hard, too. There'd be some levels that were really hard. Left 4 Dead 2, the last level, is extremely difficult. Really fun and challenging, but it is a gauntlet of zombies as you're crossing this bridge. And it is not, not easy. Go play some Left 4 Dead. They're fun. They've been rumoring to have a third one for, like, a long time now. I don't even know how many years it's been, but way overdue for another sequel because there's only Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 so maybe I'll get that someday too and scare the kids Red Dead Redemption this is like an old western game you may have played it you're this kind of like badass character you almost don't even like your character through most of it and then after a while he kind of becomes endearing this is not a game that I thought I was going to like I had heard a lot of good things about it before I got it it was one of those games that I bought Played it for, you know, maybe an hour here, an hour there. Didn't get into and then just put aside. Didn't touch it. Saw it there. Would play other games. Watch movies. Do other stuff. Wouldn't play it. Uh, maybe, I should, maybe I should give it another try. Kind of sucked. I'll do something else. Uh, maybe I should play it. Eventually pop it back in. And one day, I played a little bit longer. I said, you know, maybe I'll play that again. Put the disc back in, played it, and I was like hooked all of a sudden. Like, way, way into it. It's like an open world, and you can discover stuff and go on little missions and side missions. And I got ridiculously into it, and I loved it. And I'm not a Western guy by any means. That's, I think, maybe that's why it took me a little while to get into it. And also, the beginning of the game is kind of slow play, but you're running around on your horse and doing this and that. And I got really, really into all those missions. It was so much freaking fun. And they also made a sequel called, I think it's, um, uh, what is it, Undead Redemption? And it's basically they replace the different cowboys and uh, criminals and stuff, outlaws that you fight in the game with, like, zombies. And it's not as good as the original. They kind of threw the sequel together. It has some really crazy glitches, too. Like, insane glitches. 
where like all of a sudden everybody's heads are gone and every character in the game is running around without heads until you turn the game off and turn it back on yeah it has some crazy glitches and people flutter around on the screen like crazy jitterbug syndrome so yeah it had glitches the undead version but the original Red Dead Redemption was a hoot and a holler love that game and also there's sequel has been rumored to come out for eons maybe at the time of this recording it's finally been out but I'm sure the sequel will be good for the Xbox One Speaking of that, let's move on to the Xbox One. I'm going to have to say FIFA. <laughs> I mean, I could do that for everything. FIFA is one of my favorite Xbox One games, Reading FC. And a game that very similar to Red Dead Redemption. I only have two games for Xbox One. <laughs> I'll be getting Halo Wars too soon. Is Mass Effect Andromeda. Now, obviously, before you heard me talk about Mass Effect, and I've done a previous podcast about the music of Mass Effect, I'm a Mass Effect junkie. And I got the Mass Effect Andronima game, I think it was a birthday present or Christmas present, birthday present from my wife. And I had serious worries about playing this game. <laughs> like, who gets legit has anxiety over playing a game. I had anxieties about it that it might not be as good as the original trilogy. I was legit worried about it. I put it in and it looks beautiful. The music is pretty solid so far. But it just visually stunning game. Beautiful space shots and planets and spaceships. It looks fantastic. And I play it for like probably within the first two days maybe like three four hours I was, uh, if you saw my face almost like I smelled like a stinky turd or something yeah. I don't know and I didn't play it for months didn't touch it, it just like Red Dead Redemption I said you know I should, I should go back to the Mass Effect I should try it again look pretty good I forgot the storyline Started playing it, and I've been obsessed with it, and I'm currently obsessed with it. I've actually put aside FIFA for the last three or four months. I've not played any FIFA matches, and I'm playing exclusively Mass Effect Andromeda with my rare spare time that I can put into video games nowadays. Oh, man. Farted. And I love Mass Effect Andromeda. It's a different storyline, but it's so similar to the main Mass Effect world that you feel like you're basically playing another extension of the original Mass Effect series. It's it's phenomenal. I don't know what the ending of this game's going to be like, but I thoroughly love it. It has a 10 out of 10 for me so far. Really enjoying it. Uh, let's move on to PC games, because we're almost running out of time here on a show that doesn't really have a time limit. But I'm going to give it a time limit. Let's start to wrap this up here, Phil. We're going to go to PC games. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Civilization. There are a lot of Civilization games. I think they're up to seven or eight. I'm not even sure. I've lost count where they're at. Was it the Civ games? Most people call them Civ. All right, it's not really Civilization. It's Civ. I have wasted... I can't even come up with a fake number. Bazillion, jillion hours of Civ time I've played in my life. And I always want to play Conquest. I always want to take over all the other countries. It's where you, you are a country, be it whoever you pick to be. 
and you start building cities and irrigation and roads to your other cities and railroads and then your airports and you got to build your city up and spread your empire get boats try to travel to islands you know set up new colonies trade maybe a little nobody traded what am i talking about and then you'd start fighting with the other warring neighbors and you want to get their lands and their cities and expand your empire i always play conquest i want to kill everybody i want to take over the whole world it starts off in like the Stone Age, where you're like cavemen, kind of almost. And it goes through the Bronze Age, the Industrial Age. And you get all the way up to where now you've got mechanized warfare. You've got tanks. You've got aircraft carriers, bombers. You've got inner, inner ballistic uh, nuclear missiles. And you could drop them and nuke people. And it just gets really fun. you got diplomatic spies. and Oh, man. I played a lot, a lot, a lot of Civ. I think the last one I got into was Civilization V. I haven't really played it since. And I won't allow myself to play Civ anymore. Because Civ is an addiction. That game will suck hours away from you way quicker than any other game I've ever played in my life. I can't even tell you how many times I would sit down at the computer and be like, Oh, get pretty tired. You know, I got a lot to do tomorrow. You know, whether I was in college or I'd be like, I got class tomorrow. It's nine o'clock. I'll just put in an hour or two. I look at the clock. It's fucking 2.30 a.m. And I'm like, how did that happen? It's And I'm like, I barely even got anything done in the game. It's just you're so busy managing your empire and your colony and your people and your civilization. Man, that game was an eater of time. The Beast Within, a Gabriel Knight mystery. This was a little-known game. came out, I want to say, 1995, maybe 93. And it was like a, a video game that actually had actors in it. As opposed to being graphics, you know, like animated graphics or whatever. It was legit played by real actors. And they would talk and everything, and it was like watching a movie most of the time, and you'd click and pick different uh, things you wanted them to do. Kind of like a really early Mass Effect, just really terrible. Graphics were super pixelated and stuff, but it was real actors, like I said, acting things out. And it was so much fun. It was this giant mystery about like werewolves and in Germany and stuff. And the music is outrageous. I mean, listen to it, it's just outrageous. I really love this game. My buddy Keith is the one who uh, showed me this game. And I want to say it's eight, eight CD-ROMs, eight discs, might be ten, I think it's eight. And at the time, that was unreal that you would get a game that was freaking eight discs long. You're like, what is this? Incredibly long storyline, but obviously most of those discs were the videos because they took up a lot of room. Uh, awesome. Awesome game. You can look that one up. Battle Chess was one of the first computer games I ever played. It's a simple game of chess, except the characters come to life and then they battle. So say your queen is attacking the bishop, right? Or a pawn. doesn't matter. There's a different fight sequence for each different character that they fight each other and kill each other. So, the knight kills the queen. It's going to look different than the knight killing another pawn, or the knight killing another knight, or the king, or whatever. So it just made uh, the game of chess 
come to life a little bit more, make it a little more fun, especially if you're a kid. And I was a kid, and I ate it up. I thought chess was a fun game, and then seeing it come to life and battles in front of me while I played it, oh, snap. Age of Empires 2 is another role-playing type game where you got to build up your city and your defenses and put up your, your towers. You can shoot arrows and keep away the bad guys, and then they come running up to your gates and smash down your walls and destroy your greenery. It would be very frustrating trying to make food for my damn people. And you'd have to populate more military guys to fight them, and then you'd go try to take over their little fortresses or whatever you want to call them. Super fun game. Really fun game. Doom 2? Holy smokes, we're going way back. I did play the original Doom, but Doom 2 was the one that I really, really enjoyed as a child. Graphics are atrocious by today's standards. But it was cool because that game was so taboo at the time. Video games didn't have a lot of blood in them. They didn't have themes of, like, hell and Satan. And this game went for it, and it had that, and ate it up. Absolutely ate it up. The game, though, I liked more was Duke Nukem 3D. Holla! I know a lot of you guys like that game. <sighs> so much fun. I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Totally stole that from They uh, Live. Anyway, great game, Duke Nukem 3D, and the campaign was a lot of fun to play by yourself. But the far and away, the best part, the revolutionary part of Duke Nukem 3D was that you could play it against your friend via a modem. And this changed video games because people play each other now online all the time. I'm not a big person. I don't play anybody over the internet. I just like to play campaigns or a soccer game or whatever by myself against a computer and that's it. But I know the online industry for gaming is massive. And... Duke Nukem 3D was one of the first games to bridge um, that phenomena. And it was so much fun to play my friends who were sitting at their computer desks in their houses and connect modem. So you had to use a phone line. So hopefully you had more than one line in your house because you'd tie it up for hours playing each other. And you would call to each other and everybody knows the classic old modem sound. You know, it's like these crazy sounds and I used to play it like all all the time but every time I'd be playing it late in high school when I know I need to go to school the next day and my old house that I lived in with my parents had all hardwood floors and my bedroom was one away from them so they could hear a lot of stuff you know if they were still awake tap any kind of tapping or noise would just just with hardwood floors, it's hard to snuff out. And so sometimes I would be playing with headphones, playing against my buddies, you know, so that the guns and stuff, you couldn't hear that. But then you'd lose, the connection would drop for some reason. You'd go, what the hell? What the hell? The game would freeze or your opponent drops out. What's going on here? You'd have to stop the game, go back out, and call them and reconnect with the modem. And then that would be really loud. I'd be like, oh no, my parents are going to hear it. Sometimes my friends would be like, oh, my parents heard it. I got to go. Uh, or they'd be like, my mom needs to use the phone. <laughs> it's like, we can't play Duke Nukem anymore. 
Oh, God. Once again, you kiddos with the internet these days are spoiled. I only got two more games for you. The Walking Dead, uh, the Telltale game. This is one that came out after Walking Dead had gone nuts on AMC. Now, I used to be terrified of zombies. A little backstory here. I used to be terrified of zombies. They were one of my biggest fears in the horror sphere. I was, you know, I don't care about vampires or any of that crap. Didn't bother me at all. But I used to be really scared of zombies for some reason. Like, I mean, I know they're scary, but I had like kind of an irrational fear of them. Like on haunted hayrides, I was flipped the fuck out when you came near the zombie section of the haunted hayride. I did not like them. And then The Walking Dead came out many, many, many years ago now. And my brother-in-law was like, yo, I'm not into zombies either. He's like, but I watched this new show called The Walking Dead, and it's really good. He's like, you should check it out. I was like, oh, I hate zombies, man. I can't do it. He's like, no, I know. I do too. He's like, just check it out. I was like, all right, fine. So I watched it, and I got really into it. Totally liked it. I was like, this is really good. This is really interesting how they're doing the storyline. I mean, okay, I have to say, but nowadays Walking Dead has gotten out of control. They've gone too far. They need to go back to the original basis of it's us against zombies. I can't take any more of Rick fighting other humans. Anyway, I'm not going to gripe on that. Maybe we could do a show on The Walking Dead someday. Who knows? But when it first came out, it was awesome. And it helped me conquer my fear of zombies. And then I was able to play um, like Left 4 Dead and games like that. I was actually able to play them and really enjoy them. And there's one called Walking Dead by Telltale Games. This one is not so much blast off zombies' faces and limbs with a gun, shoot them game. This is more of making decisions and you're talking to other survivors and trying to live together and deciding whether you need to trust somebody or distrust them. Or if there's a fight going on, who are you going to pick? Are you going to let the one guy get eaten by the zombies? Are you going to save him? Are you going to let the little kid get eaten? I mean, there's all sorts of really tough decisions you have to make in this game. And I'm obviously a fan of the game that is very engaging, that allows you to make decisions that affect the gameplay directly and where the game goes forward. A Mass Effect kind of thing. Okay? The Walking Dead Telltale game kind of thing. For some reason, those are probably my favorite games aside from, like, sports games. Love that idea. And Walking Dead does it really well. I've played the first two seasons of that. I think there's three or four now. Kind of just too busy to do it. But the first two seasons are really well done. It's pretty emotional. Uh, the voice acting is a little suspect at times. Um, some of it, the voice acting is really well done. Some of it's really bad, but... You can kind of ignore that when you've got a good storyline going on. Anyway, The Walking Dead Telltale Games. Very good stuff. The last PC game I'm going to talk about is SimCity and Sim Ant. I'm going to kind of collectively put them into one. All the Sim games. There's a ton of them. I played some of the other ones too. I forget them all. Sim Ant. Obviously you're pretending to be an ant and you build like ant holes and colonies and tunnels. And it's, uh, it's fun. You take over other ant colonies and attack them with your... Your army ants. And sometimes people step on you. <laughs> or humans come across and mow their lawn and wrecks your whole nest. Son of a bitch. You gotta rebuild it. Music is atrocious. 
just atrocious. Listen to this music. Ugh, awful. Really like Simant, and of course the original SimCity, and then some of the follow-up SimCities were really good. You know, you gotta build up your whole city, you gotta do the plumbing and the electric, and you get the skyscrapers, and then it was fun to always do the, uh, the, uh, the, the devastation things. What, was, what, what, what the hell is my word here I'm looking for? You know, where you could cause, like, an earthquake, or you could have a monster come through and attack your city. Floods. Oh my god, it was so much fun to do all the catastrophes. That's what I was looking for. You could do catastrophes. It was so much fun to build up a city and then have something crazy happen. Like, fire sweep across your city, and you're like, oh my god! SimCity was a great game. I definitely enjoyed that. And I actually realized that I forgot a game. Because that was the last one I had. I forgot a game. It's a game for Xbox 360 called Dead Island. I was a huge Dead Island fan. And this is another zombie game. Holy crap. I guess I like some zombie games. Man, I didn't know this is some, getting some interesting soul-searching stuff about myself. Like I said, I really turned the tables. I used to be terrified of zombies, and then I started consuming every zombie thing I could. Watched every zombie movie I could get my hands on. Learned all the different types of zombies. Really got into it. And... Dead Island is just another zombie game, but you start uh, on an island, <laughs> a tropical island. It's really beautiful, and then, of course, there's an outbreak, a virus outbreak, and the zombies take over, and you basically fight your way out. It has a very, very stereotypical soundtrack, but for whatever reason, I've listened to the full-length soundtrack of Dead Island like 50 times while I'm at work. I don't know why. I specifically picked the Dead Island one. It's on my favorites list. If you listen to it, you'd be like, what? why would you want to listen to this all the time? I don't know. I had a lot of good memories of playing that game. Because I had a house that I lived by myself at for a few years. And it was like Bachelor Pad Central. And I used to play Dead Island. I had that game at the time. It was brand new. And I remember playing that game all hours in the night. Really loud, too. So it was scary. And I guess that soundtrack from, like, pausing it and stuff just became, like, ingrained in my brain. And I just, like, like it for some reason. And one thing I will tell you to do. One of the greatest video game trailers of all time is for Dead Island. Dead Island 2 is, is okay. And there's another one coming out. Haven't played it yet. But the original Dead Island trailer has one of the most beautiful piano and violin songs you'll ever hear. Like, I want to play it at my funeral. It's such a beautiful song. If you look it up on YouTube, you'll see the original trailer for Dead Island. And it's a really well-made trailer to make you excited about playing the game. It's very emotional. The, the gameplay is absolutely nothing like the trailer. Like, it's nothing to do with it. It's a very cinematic trailer. The gameplay is not that. False advertising. Big time. But it sucked a lot of people in. People are like, this is the greatest video game trailer of all time. So, when Dead Island actually finally was released, it got a big, big hit. Like, people really bought the game in big numbers. It did very well at first. Then they're like, this game is nothing like this trailer. But, check out the trailer. It's really good. You can also do a search on YouTube for the Dead Island theme. Uh, and then, without zombies or something like that, or just music... And it's actually just the song that's played without all the sound effects from the trailer. And it is such a beautiful song. It is really nice. It is a really, really good song. I will just put that song on sometimes. And, uh... Yeah, it's very... It's really it's an emotional song. Getting a little choked up here thinking about the Dead Island theme song. 
Anyway, those were just a few of my favorites. Absolutely positive, like I said at the very beginning of the show, that I forgot a lot. There's so many games you play over the years. Being a kid, growing up during the video game era, as it as it became powerful, and now it's this giant empire. I don't play it too much anymore. You know, plenty of games. I you know I played the um, the Call of Duty games, stuff like that. Didn't make my list. Some good games, of course, though. Well, guys, if I've forgotten any video games you like, or you want to fight with me about Goldeneye 007, send me an email at philinterrupted at gmail dot com. Yeah, that's where you can find me. I hope you enjoyed hearing all these different games, and it triggered a few fun memories for you. So you can uh, find my show, uh, Phil Interrupted, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Some random other podcast directories have picked it up. Check it out, guys. Um, Subscribe if you haven't already. Let your friends know about it. I definitely uh, appreciate that. I'm doing a side series, uh, just so you know, called Hunting a Killer. And this is a serious sort of podcast. It's completely different than this show. And it is done with my lovely wife, Jessica. And we have written scripts for it and is based on a game called Hunt a Killer. And we've written up scripts and everything that we learn in the game, we talk about and we are detectives. It is a uh, fictionalized criminal murder mystery series I guess I'll describe it I think it's going to be 8 episodes long I'm not entirely sure as of this recording episode 1 is out episode 2 is like 90% complete so it will be out soon Uh, it's part of this Phil Interrupted podcast so uh, definitely check out the Hunting a Killer podcast that I'm doing I I think it's a lot of fun I hope you enjoy it it's a lot of work it's more, more than a regular Phil Interrupted episode I'll tell you that but it's very rewarding, and it's, if you love murder mysteries and stuff, you'll you'll have a good time with it. It's pretty dark. Anyway, that's enough plugging my own stuff. I do hope you had a good time. We're making moves here at Film Erupted, and we will catch you next time. Peace out! And I'm playing my dad, right? I'm three years old. I'm playing my dad, and I'm beating his ass. Yeah, it has some crazy glitches, and people flutter around on the screen like crazy. Mass Effect Andromeda with my rare spare time that I can put into video games nowadays. Oh, man. I farted. Yeah, it's really, it's really it's an emotional song. Getting a little choked up here thinking about the Dead Island theme song.